0: You know, the servants of people also include judges, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, first of all, I want to say to you that tomorrow I will be off. I'll have a I'll run a rerun on January 6th, one of the very early ones when I was telling you what was happening long before we got the released video and everything else that we're, we're seeing now. And we're seeing uh, all those things being vindicated. Before I get into today's show, I would like to talk to you about a favor you can do for yourself, and that is dump the woke corporations. Yesterday, I posted an article on Frank Social and other social media sites that um, deals with um, woke corporations and who not to buy from for Christmas and stuff. But do yourself a favor for Christmas and go to Patriot Switch and you can do there. You can get there, pardon me, by using shopforfreedom.online, shopforfreedom.online. It's the number four, not the word four, shopforfreedom.online. You can dump the woke corporations and buy a lot of your goods from an American manufacturer, The products are American-made, obviously, and they are companies—a company that supports um, your values. So you can make a difference, and you can get rid of, you know, some of the woke corporations at least that uh, you're finding yourself forced to buy from for from today. And um, the products there, I can tell you, are great, and uh, they certainly excel a lot of what you buy. Just, uh, you know, in the in the uh, typical stores. And they are American-made, as I said, and they are safer products. A lot of the, the household cleaning stuff and stuff are much safer. So check that out, shopforfreedom.online. Um, also, just to come up, My Pillow, of course, is always a great place to go to, uh, especially for Christmas coming up. You can go there and go to mypillow.com slash TPR or you can use the code TPR stands for the Patriot Review save yourself you know lots of money even up to 80% for the overstockish uh, items you can uh, go to mystore.com as well use the code TPR and you can save there as well so there's some good options for you and I have a lot of other great sponsors and, you know I don't take as much time as a lot of shows do on sponsors and I have several other I should say affiliate uh, affiliates that I don't um, advertise as much as I should and I need to to at least rotate my commercials or something so I can get those deals to you and um, that is quite honestly because I'm just so passionate about the issues I find myself lost in time donating time um, giving more time to the issues than the guests and that's a good thing I guess you know but at the same time um, I got some good deals for you so now the headlines So as if it's bad enough uh, you know the Thanksgiving is is hard for folks some folks that are maybe in the lower income side of things now we have the illegals that are entering the the country and being allowed to enter our country and violate our law from the very start also taking away a traditional holiday at least the meal from low-income New York City residents and you know this when is enough enough when it affects the american people the way it does in healthcare people being turned away veterans being turned away from motels because you know we have illegals spending uh, their time in three star four star five star uh, hotels on the dime of the, you, the American taxpayer. So once again, we see Americans at the back seat of the lot or the back of the line, while eagles take precedence, this time as low-income Americans end up losing their place in line to local New York City food banks. So reports say that uh, Uh, NYCHA tenants are finding illegal aliens lining up to take advantage of the limited resources for low-income and needy citizens and remind you these people are also getting cash they're staying in the in the the hotels that I mentioned and uh, yet they're taking food out of the mouths of low-income Americans Um, you know it's it's actually absolutely obnoxious and obscene of course, this is just the, the stuff that kind of irks you. You know, this, this in the scale of things, it's much smaller than many of the other things that are happening because, um, you know, the illegals are here, as I mentioned some of them. But guess what? Illegals disappointed as Democrat-controlled Sanctuary City cries uncle cuts services for overwhelming influx. Now, this sums up the entire liberal argument. Guess what folks, the ut- utopia doesn't exist, can't exist, won't ever exist. Impossible, socialism does not work, communism does not work, human nature always supersedes everything. And um, you know, here we have another example where, just as they did with the uh, defunding law enforcement and watching crime rise through the roof, watching people murdered who would have otherwise been safe, And, um, you know, the blood is on their hands. Once again, you know, the, 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 the the people responsible for all of these issues are the same people who, you know, these are the, and I don't want to offend anybody, but these are, these are the, um, the, the crazy people out there that just assume that, you know, everybody thinks exactly the way they do. And that, um, you know this this uh, utopia is actually possible. And then when people get greedy or when people get um, when people act like people and they serve themselves first and when they they're concerned about of course what they can get especially as we see the illegals what they can get for free and a lot of Americans as well but um, my point is again that um, you know human behavior is it's just not it's the utopia is not possible. And uh, we always have, in the cases of government structures, we have the elites that will come in, and uh, what it will do is will further divide. And, and for folks that you know that say we're we're the 99% and the 1% this and the 1% that, well, when you push for utopia, you're only pushing for even more of that, for a wider divide. You're pushing to eliminate the middle class completely, and that's what has always happened through history, and that is what will always happen going forward so here we have uh this is chicago now so chicago is finally stepping in and saying okay uh we have to put some limitations on this uh so you know they still they still can't resist the whole um the whole making themselves sound like good guys when in fact i'll read this first above all we are treating our new neighbors with compassion because it is the humane thing to do and because with support they can become productive members of our communities, contributing to our economy, our culture, and our society. Uh, yeah, wrong. Okay, it's not. It is not the compassionate thing to do. How many of these? Um, we haven't found the 85,000 kids who have been trafficked. We haven't uh, stopped the flow of fentanyl. It's killing 120, 150,000 Americans a year. Uh, we don't know how many are dying. How many of the illegals are dying on the way up? For sure, how many women are raped? How many children are killed? Um, we don't know uh, a, a lot, and what we do know is that uh, any open border is an invitation to human suffering, and that's what that's what the real truth is. And we also know further that we have many uh, we have many folks who are uh, entering the com the country, and they have uh, absolutely no love for America, and they have plans to terrorize America, to take advantage of America, to commit crimes in America, and uh, yes, we all know that there are people that want to have a better life, and they come here for that, but they're without control and without vetting people, you don't know who is not in that crowd, and that's the entire point, and that's the entire point for having borders and for having laws and for vetting people and for for selecting who comes into your country to preserve your country and instead we have these idiots these utopian nut jobs who think that all borders should be erased and we're already seeing that we're seeing um as in my discussion yesterday with uh with pastor uh, uh casper mcleod you know we're seeing the eu uh, trying to erase borders to have a super elite I'm going to tell everybody in the whole European Union what they have to do, uh, government, and we're not going to have sovereign nations, and we're not going to have borders, and we're not going to have, in other words, your voice gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's just like living uh, here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and having a small voice when it comes to being in wa- to Washington, D.C., it's, it's the same difference, but on steroids, because you have many countries, different cultures, and people who don't share the same beliefs, people who don't care about you on a, on a broader scale. And that's what these utopians think um, they can get by, and, and they never will. So we very badly need to have our own um, cultures recognized, our own borders, our own sovereign nations, and you'll notice that. It's okay to be a sovereign nation if you're the Ukraine. It's okay to be a sovereign nation uh, if, even if you're Israel, which you know in both those cases it is. But the hypocrisy is that for some reason the left doesn't think that it's um, it's okay to be. Uh, you know, a sovereign nation in the United States. So I mentioned the judges are servants of people as well. In this case, you know, the judge. This is from a couple of days ago. A judge made shopping move, shopping move in Trump's faces, pointing the finger at him, shaking the finger at him. And um, so we have. This is the ongoing case in D.C. with you know the the whole Jack Smith thing is the judge who's hostile to Trump is just making herself making a complete fool of herself. And, you know, as the footage of J6 unfolds, and as I showed you on this show, uh, the whole uh, insurrection thing is nonsense. There was never an attempt to replace the government, and that's what insurrection is, folks. Uh, this this lie that the left has, and you notice there's no media dead silence about the attacks in the Capitol from the left that just happened, right? And the, there's no uh, there's no... There's no willpower to uh, apply the law equally because, of course, that's not the point. The point is to destroy Trump and thereby destroy the patriots of this country and their hopes to maintain an America that lives by the Constitution, or I should say, regain an America that lives by the Constitution. And it hasn't been it hasn't been such for a long time. And that's exactly what there's the afraid. Of. That's exactly what they're afraid of. So the mega movement is not just about. You know, going back to when Trump was president, it's about really resetting things to the way they're supposed to be to to each and every one of us, regardless of your race, creed, color. And yes, your political beliefs for each of us to have a voice, but to be to be um, you know operated under the under the structure of the Constitution. And that certainly isn't happening. So, um that is what we all want to get back to. That's the point. And we have these activist judges who, you know, will pay the price. They will, you know, their people are not going to tolerate this. They're going to, they're going to want her to be removed from the bench. And uh, I see those efforts coming in the near future. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this.
1: After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I um, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we Jessica and I us spent a few moments just with Grace alone, and it was it was just a horrific. Um, sight to come upon. Her daughter's face was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our, our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was her hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone and as soon as we did that
0: Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to phd.com slash ThePatriotReview, get all kinds of free, great information and invest in gold and silver for your future our world is full of electromagnetic fields that even though we can't see them are affecting our bodies our sleep and even our ability to think clearly the advent of 5g is only making this worse there is an answer recording Fix the world by clicking the link in the patreon review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from emf and 5g and even improve your sleep skeptical get the free dangers of emf radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description
1: here's a nutritional hack anyone can master replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel
2: or if you're a mosh in the gym Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner.
0: All right, just as I was telling you, I don't spend a lot of time on commercials. I had a little technical glitch, and um, I wanted to tell you that you can get the uh, Kingdom Fuel by going to Sherwood.tv slash TPR. That's Sherwood.tv slash TPR. Also, check out the, document break, uh, the documentary Breaking the Oath by going to redbloodedpatriots.com. That's my website. Uh, that documentary that I made is, uh, with Scott Scherer and the family, uh, talking about their experience, losing their daughter, Grace, to the COVID protocols. You can also see it at America First Productions, America, the number one, stproductions.com. I have joining, uh, me and I need to change some of this stuff. I lost the connection, didn't have the connection at first. Um, Jared, are are you there? You can hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you just fine. Yes.
0: All right. I just need to, uh. (laughs) <laughs> change the name so so jared is uh a, an author of a book that we're going to talk about and we're gonna talk about a, the the larger context of just the concept of how one small little thing one small little event can change history and uh, you have many examples i watched your trailer and uh, you know i looked at the book and stuff and f- first of all let me let me ask you do you Sell autographed copies of the book somewhere.
1: Well, yes, I will give you a, a free autographed book uh, if if I'm in hand. by uh, ordering through Amazon, the books that you receive will not be uh, autographed. But uh, if i nearby, I'll be happy to uh, autograph them at no charge.
0: Well, that that'd be awesome, but uh, it doesn't have to be free. I you know I appreciate that. But um, so Jared Knott is your name, and you've had you've got an awesome um experience i can read the bio in in just a bit here but let me ask you first just to start is what uh what what prompted you what what was the idea what started to uh in your in your mind to make you want to write this book
1: yes well the inspiration at least indirectly comes from the old adage coming down from benjamin franklin that for one of the nail the shoe was lost for one of the shoe the writer was lost for one of the writer the battle lost. (laughs) was lot more the background the <laughs> spot us so but how they happen that yeah. class with 39 times but there's many a little dominoing work i think the dominoing
0: so you're unfortunately you know you're breaking up really badly um let me explain what you just said because you were talking a lot from the uh you know some of the examples that you had from your trailer, and uh you were talking about Benjamin Franklin speaking to. Speaking to the whole idea of how a battle can be lost from just a, a nail not being put in the, the shoe of, of a horse and from the, from that, the, the thought is, you know, the, obviously the, the I'm not going to do it justice, but because of one small contributing factor that it leads to a major reason or a, a bigger and more, the snowball rolls downhill. And before you know it, the impact is that you know, you have lost basically the battle because of this. And I have a link in my description of the uh, trailer on YouTube that that you have for the book. And I encourage people to go there and check that out. But um, uh, that is what you're referring to. And I just want to go back. Um, First of all, is there um, there something that uh, you can relate to a a current example that you want to share with people?
1: Yes. Uh, One of my favorite examples that has a direct impact on the world today is that except for a mistake that was made a serious change that China could be uh, a democracy today. Uh, India is a democracy. Uh, Japan is a democracy. is a democracy. China And I'll give you the, uh, if you like, the nutshell version. But uh, at the end of uh, World War One, all the spoils from a defeated Germany. Uh, China had sent 100,000 uh, laborers uh, to the uh, Western, Big the trenches. They wanted their share of the pie. They wanted uh, some respect. Japan had defeated the Germans on the. Uh, they were on our side in World War One. They defeated the Germans on the Pacific, and they had uh, the Germans had concessions or areas on mainland China. Two things they wanted German concessions on mainland China, and they also wanted it's very interesting. They wanted a statement. Of racial equality that all peoples of the world will be treated, uh, equally, regardless of their ethnic origin. Well, into the 21st century in my mind, that sounds like a no brainer, sure. No problem there. But back then, over a hundred years ago, it was a serious objection from the Australians and, well, and the senators from the Western United States. Even to this day, Australia thinks of itself as a white island floating in an Asian sea. They did not want a lot of uh, immigrants coming in from Asia that would lower the wages earned by Australian workers. Also, same thing in California and Oregon. The senators there did not want major immigration that would uh, be as jobs that were held by their voters there in California and and, uh, Washington State and and Oregon. Uh, Woodrow Wilson needed the votes of those senators to try and get his League of Nations bill through the Senate. Mm -hmm. It turns out it failed anyway. So he caved into the pressure there from Australia and from the Western senators. And he told Japan, I'm sorry, we cannot give you that statement of racial equality, but as a sop to make up for that, we'll let you have the German concessions on the Chinese mainland. Well, now remember, Wilson's 14 points were one of the reasons that he was so widely accepted as a, as a leader of the nations of the world. One of the main themes. Uh, the 14 points was that no more colonies, that one nation could not impose its will on another and take over areas uh, of control in the other nation's uh, area. Uh, so this was a, a point-blank, perpendicular violation of his main uh, theme of the 14 points. Well, the date's mm-hmm. were important, it was announced on May 3rd that the Japanese were going to be allowed to take over the German concessions. On May 4th, there were protests all across China, and that was the beginning of the May 4th movement. One Chinese national put it this way. He said, we believed in Woodrow Wilson and the Western democracies. And then we decided they were all great liars. So they rejected <laughs> Woodrow Wilson. They rejected uh, democracy. And coming out of uh, Russia at that time was a new philosophy called communism. So they began embracing communism, rejecting democracy. Mao Zedong became part of the... May Fourth Movement, which is a major part of the communist movement, and of course, several years, some years later, he takes over all of China in 1949, and China becomes a communist nation. So if there had not been a, an announcement on May 3rd and no May Fourth mo- Movement, the uh, Chinese might have continued to embrace Woodrow Wilson, embrace the Western democracy, and we have a democracy in, in China instead of what we have today. Imagine how different the world would be today, except for that one tiny gova uh, and that's it was too bad too maybe you can't go back and change it but it's too late now
0: you think about you think about the implications of that i mean mao he, he killed millions and yeah. Oh. Uh, but then there's wilson as well you know wilson is the father of segregation and he's he was a in my opinion just my opinion but a radical progressive and uh, look his whole idea of you know uh multi-nation uh, oversight and what's now turned into the UN and the disaster that that's turning out to be and the globalist uh, concepts that are coming out of that um, not one of my favorite presidents as you can tell but uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into to debating to, to debating uh, those things I rather I want to focus on your book because that's that's obviously what we're talking about but that's a great example and you know you wonder about um, you wonder about all the all the lives, you know, because all the lives that would have been saved, how would the world have been changed change just because of that? What would have been the results of those lives? What would have came out of those lives? And um, it's just, it, you can't even fathom it. I mean, it's just so amazing when you start thinking about your whole concept, right?
1: Yes, you make a very good point. Uh, you ask people across the world, The most people would ever live, but they would save us. But if you just do the body cam, his response for more murdered people, or any other person. Uh, Stalin comes, according to the people, it is only a, a piker. He's dying only 78,000 people killed by uh, Castro. So, but if yeah, the world would be very different if those. Uh, millions and millions of people whole direction of the world would be very different China would have be been a whole different the situation
0: yeah so you broke up really badly there let me just make sure I got what you were saying correctly you said that Mao was the number one killer and then um, Stalin and, and um, Hitler is in there of course and uh, all the way down to Castro who's rather a small time player is that correct?
1: That
0: is correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're you're breaking up. You know, I wanna I wanna just offer if if um you know if you're if you're not satisfied with this because it's breaking up, you're always welcome to come back as well. So don't be frustrated because we will have you back as, as much as you want to come back. We love guests. I have a lot of authors on, and there's so many great books out there that um you know I I I find myself. Uh, not having enough time to consume them all (laughs) so it's it's uh there's just so much out there and um, I think that this type of book though I mean this type of book is you could do you could digest a chapter at a time come back to it and and still get the the overall uh lesson that you're teaching here and uh you know so I'm definitely going to pick this book up and um I'll probably I'll give you credit for it but I'll probably use some of the examples so people don't get everything and um, you know but uh, I want them to buy your book of course and you know it's, it's critical and it's important now one example that you have I'd love for you to share is the example of how the Vietnam War could have could have been won and I know that uh, you know I said that I was gonna read parts of your bio but one of the things that um, one of the things that it says in here, I believe, is that you're a veteran of Vietnam. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's uh, correct. I was in uh, Vietnam as a young uh, lieutenant back then. I was in, uh, a platoon leader in the First year of Cavalry Division, 1970-1971. Yes. Which was a kind well, of well. Thank you long- for your su- go ahead.
0: Thank you for your service and. And i really mean that i know sometimes i think that sometimes you know i hear that veterans are thinking that that's kind of a watered down people just need jerk react and say those things but uh but you know i really mean that and i i think that um your generation certainly got the shaft as it as it come comes to uh, coming back to america and everything else and so we need to recognize that and we need to Continue to be proud of those who serve, and um, hopefully, you know, another another conversation. You know, maybe I'd like to get your your whole feeling on uh, what you see in the military today, going woke, and the impact of of that, and uh, how that that may lead to consequences in the future, if that's indeed what you believe. But um, uh, so so Vietnam, uh, you have a great example and. It, you know, it's, it's one that requires a lot of knowledge and a lot of research and a lot of uh, insight into, and one that I, fr- frankly, was surprised by. But uh, would, you sh- would you be willing to share that?
1: Sure, absolutely. Yes, the, the teaser for that chapter is a single piece of tape rotated several inches the wrong direction, changed the outcome of the Vietnam War. The United States might very well have won except for this single tiny mistake, which doesn't make any sense what were we talking about a single piece of tape. But it has to do with the Watergate break-in. Uh, James McCord and the Cuban operatives were jimmying the uh, door uh, between the parking garage and the office building at the Watergate complex. They were told to hold the striker on the door down with a single piece of tape in the vertical position, so that it could not be seen from the hallway. They made a mistake. They put the piece of tape in the horizontal position. So when the night watchman, uh, Frank Wills, comes walking down the hallway, what's this? He sees the tape on the door. What's this tape doing on the door? Oh, you see that the door has been jimmied. He calls the Washington DC police. And the the rumor that I think he had to call them twice, okay. They uh, tried to call the uniform officer who was on duty that night, But a strong rumor has it that the local officer was intoxicated in a local bar. Uh, So they couldn't use him. So instead, they called the the bum patrol as three officers dressed as hobos in a jalopy car. Well, they pull up to the Watergate complex, and they're not recognized as police officers in dressed as hobos. So they come in and they arrest James McCord and the Cuban operatives. If they've been dressed as uniform officers, they might have been alerted on the radio. They come in and they arrest James McCord and the Cuban uh, operatives. Uh, Watergate begins one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. Uh, Henry Kissinger gave an interview on television. He said that the plan was uh, to go in and uh, bomb the daylights out of the North Vietnamese again uh, because they were, started becoming a violation of the treaty. Well, they could not do that because they were so weak politically because of Watergate. So South Vietnam collapses, Nixon administration collapses. It all falls apart because of a single piece of tape rotated several inches the wrong direction. A good example of a tiny mistake leading to a big disaster.
0: And again, uh, in that case, over 2 million people die because we pull out and, um, again, you know, people suffer. And that's interesting. So it's interesting because in that one you kind of have – you kind of have two things at odds with each other you have okay j- justice should have been done it was wrong what they did and in the other hand you're saying that if they if they would have got away with it it may have been better it would have been better for two million people plus it would have been better for the United States or at least uh, quite possibly could have been better right mm-hmm. so I'll so make, I, I'm go ahead.
1: go ahead I'll make another point um, you could uh, argue, I think, that the war in Vietnam, and by the way, the war in Iraq, both were uh, unnecessary wars. Uh, of course, you can argue it both ways. I would say that we could have avoided both those wars. In both cases, we had a president of the United States from the state of Texas. Now, I'm from uh, Texas. I'm very proud to be uh, you know, a resident of Texas, now living in Georgia, but uh, there's something about uh, us Texans and war the Alamo San Jacinto the whole thing uh, and if the presidents of the United States had been from Connecticut or had been from West Virginia or had been from North Dakota or wherever not from Texas maybe they would have found a way avoiding both of those wars rather than uh, wading into it. of course no that's a of course we talked about that for a long long time and there's no resolution but uh, we did not the only by the way one of the very few good things that came out of the war in Vietnam was the volunteer army. It was uh, uh, Milton Friedman who persuaded, persuaded Richard Nixon that soldiers would fight longer, harder, better if they were there voluntarily. So they uh, raised the compensation, raised the salaries and the benefits and so on, and uh, converted over to the volunteer army in the, in the late 1970s, early 1980s. We have Richard Nixon uh, to thank for that. And they performed quite well in desert storm and i think overall the country's better as a result but you bring up the point we're having a hard time uh, getting uh recruits of course there's a, a shortage of laborers in the united states uh economy as it is right now uh and that's why so many people are trying to flood into the united states no one's trying to flood into russia or china but there's such good economic opportunity many many people would be happy to come and there are many employers who are happy uh to hire them, so which is one of the great benefits of the American economy. Well, that spills over into the military. Uh, back when there's uh, high unemployment, where there's no unemployment in the military, people were willing uh, to, to volunteer. But now there's plenty of jobs out there, and you don't have to be away from your family. You don't have to be at the sea or uh, stationed in Afghanistan, etc. So that's probably the core problem right there is a the general shortage of laborers in general.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it would be nice if they did it illegally.
1: Well, <laughs> That's... Let, me, let me quickly add, quickly add, yes, yes, yes. I am alarmed and, uh, and very much opposed to the horrible, horrible situation we have on the border. We are having huge yeah. amounts of fentanyl coming across the border, killing 70,000 of our citizens every year. 70,000. Yeah. We also have horrible, horrible abuses against children uh, it's sold into slavery, sexual slavery, young women and yep. children. Uh, we have these uh, the, the, uh, cartels control the border, but below the border and above the border. Yes, we need immigration, but we don't need fentanyl. We don't need child abuse. We don't need illegal immigration. We should have a system with bringing those people. By the way, I'll make another point. Uh, President Biden uh, granted the, uh, the people from uh, Venezuela. The opportunity to uh, apply for jobs work permits here in the United States, up in New York. Well, two percent of them apply. They're perfectly happy staying in those hotel rooms, getting get free food, getting a free place right. to stay. If they were not the kind of people that should have been allowed in. They don't want to work. Well, we should have right. a program that brings in those people who want to be workers. And those people who are not involved in the uh, cartels, people who are not terrorists. That's another huge issue. We have a lot of right. people. On the watch list, are coming into the United States, a lot of people not on the watch list, to is just bad or worse. A horrible situation. If you're going to give them a great F minus, along with how big how badly the Afghanistan uh, and also the economy, et cetera, et cetera. So I agree with you completely. Yes, we need immigration, yeah. but it needs to well, I... well managed immigration.
0: Yeah, and you know, I use uh, different numbers because there's so many numbers floating around. But I know uh, what I use is 120 to 150,000 fentanyl deaths. And um, the the border, as you mentioned, you know, it's not just it's not just the the drugs that are coming across the border. It's also the terrorists. And I have some thoughts about that that I would love to get your opinion on. I'm going to take a quick break here. If you would just mute yourself for a little bit, it's going to take about three minutes. I do this commercial break, and then we'll uh, be right back, and we'll continue our conversation. All right, sound good?
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. months ago, it working, but i
2: And patriots, it's me, Wayne Allyn otherwise known as war. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Allyn Root, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian Conservative Network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel, on Roku TV,
0: All right, we're back with Jared Nott, who is the author of Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. And I gotta fix that. There we go. So I got the Amazon page up. You can't see it right now, but uh, it is up. It's uh, $17.95 for the paperback, folks, and I see it's on Kindle and audiobook as well, and uh, audio CD. So you have a lot of options there. You can check it out. The link to get the book is in the show description, folks. So please do that and uh, buy the book and uh, so we were talking before the break there that um, well we're talking a lot about the whole concept of of one little thing a contributing factor to this uh, there's some pretty big things in history and um now, with the J6 tapes coming out and the 40,000 hours of uh, video that's available, something way, way, way back after after uh, J6 happened, I covered and I had some videotape that showed, for example, vans arriving with um, with Antifa members and with other um, what I would call the uh, troublemakers who, who uh, infiltrated the crowd. And now we know the FBI had agents and we know that... Um, you know that there was one in particular, Ray Epps, that was there. But, but um, so my my thought is that if um, on if um, Vice uh, President Pence would have followed through with what he said he was going to do on January fourth, which was to lay the evidence out, um, that we would have had we would have had a complete uh, a different reaction. Uh, if he would have stood his ground on January 6th, after that event was under control and they were back in the back in session, and um, uh, you know, I wonder what your thoughts are on that. There's there's certainly him, and then the other the other candidate for that is Bill Barr. If Bill Barr would have uh, done his job as he should have been, maybe things would have been different
1: as well. What's your thoughts on that? Yes, let me um, interject here too, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. If you go, if you go to uh, tiny blunders, dot com, tiny disasters dot com. You get to my webpage. There's two and a half free chapters there. There's the book prayer. And my favorite part of the book is the uh, portrait gallery. Uh, Twenty seven personalities with a little bit of dirt on each one. I'm kidding about the the dirt there, but anyway, <laughs> I to answer, to answer your, I mean, there's a lot of dirt out there, but anyway, but to answer your question, uh, I am a big fan of Donald Trump's presidency. Uh, he did everything pretty much right. The border was correctly under control. Uh, there was uh, no adventurism on the part of uh, Putin or Iran. In the case of Iran, he had closed down their ability to sell their petroleum product, or, uh, and as a result of that. Heavy clampdown on the sanctions, uh, the uh, their cash reserves have fallen from over 100 billion all the way down to only four billion. Uh, there's a lot of economic hardship in the country of Iran. They had people marching in the street, something almost yeah. to a an uprising. They were spending their time and their effort trying to keep their own people in control. They did not have the money to invest in terrorism nearly as much as they had before under. The Biden administration and their wisdom, they lift those sanctions and now there's tens of billions of dollars in cash reserve that the Iranian government has. And what they've done with it always is to invest in terrorism. You can make the argument that uh, October the 7th, the attack on Israel would have never taken place if the uh, Iranians were still heavily clamped down on cash and their their ability to support terrorism had been greatly limited. That war may never have taken place. You can also go over to the war in Ukraine. It, Donald Trump says that he would have bombed Moscow. told Putin he'd bombed Moscow, hated Ukraine. I'm not sure if that was a bluff or an exaggeration, but nevertheless, there was no adventurism on the part of Putin. It was. They it, it did invade Georgia and also Crimea under uh, Barack Obama's administration. He was a very, it took a very weak, naive yeah. approach towards the Russians. And so but, but Donald Trump a much more realistic uh, approach. So war in Ukraine might not have taken place. War on uh, Israel on October 7th might not have taken place. Both of those wars might have been uh, avoided altogether. He showed a great common sense and great wisdom in the way he handled the border, the economy. That's just it takes the heck out of me. He gave uh, Joe Biden an inflation rate of 1.7%. Biden uh, ran it up very quickly to 99.1%. Uh, and the mm-hmm. American worker net loss of Inflation versus uh, wage gains has lost 10% of their spending power in the last uh, two and a half years because of Joe Biden's blithering incompetence. I don't want to get <laughs> to go down that road too much. But anyway, so that's the good news. Okay. Draw a that's line, accurate. step across the line. On the other side of the line, I don't think Donald Trump managed the loss well. I don't think he takes losses well. Uh, he, uh, The January 6th thing, he should have avoided the whole thing. The whole business about his documents down there in Mar-a-Lago probably should have avoided that. He'd be in a much cleaner, better place. But I say that it's hard to know because these indictments have driven his popularity up to new heights. So
2: maybe he was—he
0: was absolutely not in the wrong, though, with the documents with the Presidential Records Act. It is it, perfectly—he was perfectly in his legal rights to have those documents, and um, you know. So I mean, I don't want to. Uh, That's just my opinion, I guess. But you had said so much there, right? I mean, you talked about Barack Obama and and Joe Biden, I think. uh, You know, during my college career, I worked in a nursing home, and I happened to work on the Alzheimer's wing quite a bit. And so, uh, you know, I have some experience recognizing dementia and Alzheimer's, and I'm absolutely convinced that Joe Biden is a dementia patient, that um, he is nothing more than a, a figurehead. And, you know, that um, that Barack Obama going to the White House with Joe Biden walking around as if he was lost was a perfect demonstration of who's really in control, whether it's Barack Obama himself or the group think of the Obama era. You know, those are the folks that I think are really calling the shots. And um, Biden is just kind of stumbling, bumbling Joe, who really is in a way being abused. And I don't feel sorry for him because I think he's. I think, I'm not going to put this on you, but I think the man is uh, a criminal and a pedophile. And I think that he's an embarrassment to America, not only as a president, but as an American citizen. I also think he's guilty of treason at least twice. I think that the $85 billion certainly of military equipment left behind certainly gives aid and comfort to our enemy. Giving the uh, the air base uh, Basram to the Chinese is certainly giving aid and comfort to our energy our enemy, and then maybe even on the third third factor is releasing the funds to Iran is certainly giving aid and comfort to our enemy. Um, you know, so maybe there's three or more. I don't know, but but um, to your point and the whole point of your book there are so many things that when you when you look at what's going on in the world um it's almost it's it's as if you know where the hell did common sense go is common sense always been just an illusion or is it yeah i i hope for better i guess from humanity uh and uh, i'm just not seeing it today and i think it's getting worse
1: well yeah you can uh, it's almost when you say it i should put it into words it's really very shocking $24 uh, $24 billion I'm sorry, $24 million has been paid from the Chinese Communist Party through the uh, 20 some odd shell corporations to the Biden family. Well, what can the possible explanation for that be? Did Hunter Biden send him 10,000 pickup trucks in exchange for that $24 million? Did he send them thousands of bushels of wheat? Did he send them uh, uh, tons of potatoes? No, no. He only has one thing to sell and that is, of course, influence from his uh, father, as vice president, and as president. That's, uh, and no one pays out $24 million and maybe much more than that. Nobody pays out those tens of millions of dollars without expecting something in return for it. But what did they get in return for those tens of millions of dollars? Again, they only have one thing to sell, and that's influence so we have a president of the United States that's on the take. The president of the United States is receiving tens of millions of dollars and I get it right. You're if somebody say that's ridiculous. That would never happen. Has
0: happened. Yeah, you're you're breaking up again. <laughs> you're breaking up again, you know, but to your point, I mean it's also on both sides of the aisle.
1: Right?
0: Yeah, you're you're really breaking up. So I am going to. Sometimes you, you, sometimes it catches up, and and uh, it looks like maybe it has. But um, w- one of the things that you were talking about there, I think it's also important to point out. If you didn't when you were breaking up, is that it's on both sides of the aisle, and the American people are are more than ever awake to that now. This whole concept of the uniparty and people who have sold out to a different agenda and really don't really aren't representing us on both sides of the aisle. Um, So I think that's, you know, that's something that when you mentioned, um, you know, LBJ indirectly, and here's a man who left, comes into the White House in, well, some think questionable or possibly criminal way, and he leaves with $100 million. He's kind of the first poster child of how the hell did you get that rich from from being a politician? And that that has continued with every president just about going forward except for trump who doesn't even take the presidential salary and uh is is comes comes to it already being a rich man who doesn't need that money so that's one of the other things that i think could track people to him but i'd love to have you back and uh get we'll get the technical issues maybe i don't know maybe i heard what you said about uh, zoom not working right for you maybe check your video drivers and see if all that's updated but um just give you the last minute here to talk about whatever you want to about your book or or whatever you want to leave people with here and then we'll uh we'll schedule a return if you'd like to do that. I uh,
1: I appreciate that. I do apologize it's been working has been working well in the past but just the last week it's had some problems with I apologize we have going to have a technician yeah, no out to work on that. Uh yes again the, the book uh, website uh, tinyblundersbigdisasters.com TinyBundlesBigDisasters.com. We have a special this week uh, for the holiday season, and we have the two and a half, three chapters there, plus the uh, book trailers and also the portrait uh, gallery. Uh, the, uh, we're at a real crossroads, and uh, I hope and pray, for the sake of our children and our grandchildren, we're able to uh, turn this around. Uh, and uh, we have polls showing that we're looking very good versus uh, Joe Biden. thing that's against the Democrats. More than any other one thing is not the inflation rate, uh, not the border, but the thing when they see Joe Biden actually on the camera and they actually see him not knowing where to go off the stage and, uh, and being uh, uh, Taylor Swift mixed up with Britney Spears and so on and so forth, uh, not acting uh, like a man. That is another thing that the polls, of course, uh, Haley and the others are Biden, and we win in the next election. But the thing that worries me is that we're supposed to have done well uh, in the first, actually the first of November uh, in, in Virginia. Right. We did not do well and uh, two years. Well, and we went away, didn't uh, materialize. I don't know whether that's because the abortion issue has motivated young women to be harvesting, taking place, felt like stuffing, taking place. But uh, I'm not, I'm I, not comfortable thinking that just because we're leading in the polls that everything—it's uh, a worrisome thing. If we lost again next November, uh, we would be in big, uh, big trouble. It's our maybe our, our last chances to save the That's Republican. right. The so whole country. go uh, Country's with, done. Uh, democracy and freedom of life.
0: Country's done if that happens, and um I, I pray to God it doesn't um jared now that i've got your your email tell you what just um when you get when you get stuff ironed out on the zoom side let me know when you'd like to come back on um because you're a great guest and you have a ton of knowledge that i think uh we could get into and um you know i'd have you back on and talk about your book but i'd love to just tap your mind and talk about history as well so um please do that please Please give me a please give me an email and let me know when you're ready and we'll get you back on.
1: We do exactly that. I like I'm nothing better, love nothing better than to discuss uh, historical issues and political issues with intelligent, well informed people such as you, and I would absolutely follow through.
0: Awesome. Well thank you so much. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. And uh, if I don't talk to you, I'll probably talk to you via email, but uh, have a an awesome holiday season. Merry Christmas. And God bless you for doing what you're doing, Jared. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you, and uh, God bless America, and uh, thank you for the work that you're doing.
0: Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.